Look at you. You made it to another episode of We Did That Shit Podcast, where we talk about who did some shit, how we got through some shit, and what we learned from shit. I'm Maya. And I'm Babi. Hey, podcast family. We appreciate your support, and we hope your week was the shit. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you like what you hear... Please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on all social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. Hey, Maya. Hey. What's up? That you, that's what you was looking for, right? Hey. <laughs> yeah, you sound more enthusiastic when I hit you with the, hey, Maya. Right. <laughs> you like, hey. Uh, I say, hey, Maya. Okay. Hey. What's going on with you, girl? How was your week? Oh, my goodness. My week was great. My week was the shit. Yes. Yeah, it really was. So, you know, I hosted Christmas dinner. You did. You did that <laughs> shit. Yeah, thanks. I um, You know, shout out to Aunt Marty and Lady and Omari. They helped me get things together. Um, You know lot of work. I just wanted everybody to be comfortable so that we could all have a good time. And we did. The food we did was have good. a great time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was that was nice. You were stressing yourself out for I don't know what, but you know, it was a good time. Yeah, you was acting like people never been to your house before. That was what was cracking me up. Like, oh my God, I gotta do this and I gotta do that. And I'm thinking to myself, like, well why you ain't just say no when I said you want to host Christmas dinner? First of all, you ain't say you would want to host Christmas dinner like that. Yes, First of I all, did. So it wasn't like I had an option to say no. That's yes, you did. No, no. I said, I Kathy ain't put doing Christmas dinner this year. I guess we gotta have she's tired. No, that's not that's, what I said. Yeah. Do not yeah. lie to these people. <laughs> I said, said, I said, you want to host Christmas dinner because I Kathy ain't having it this year. You was like, oh yeah, I'll do it. You ain't even yeah. hesitate. You she just was, like, oh, she was okay. like, you gonna host Christmas dinner? Cause Aunt Kathy ain't having it. Like we gotta have it at your house. Like that's the option. A, it was. B, that's not <laughs> what I said. But C, thank goodness you did because it was such a good time. You know, we sang, we ate, we danced, uh, we fellowship, we drank, we yes. just had a good time. I, I mean, it was lovely. I can't wait to the next event at your house. <laughs> And now you already got it done up. So, you know, we could just have it. Don't let it get out of Keep hand. The house like that. Keep the house like it is. Oh. Then we have the then we have the next event soon. Mm. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> so January, you having an event. Yeah. So we'll go to your event in January. So maybe February I can have another event, even though yeah. family prayer breakfast is in March. Well, we'll do the event for February. It'll still be like a birthday celebration for me. Look at you, boy. That season getting longer and longer, boy. Well, first of all, this is a milestone birthday, so it has to be longer and longer. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. That's right. So we'll do that. But all I'm glad right. your week was the shit. You have it anything was. else going on besides hosting Christmas dinner? Um, you know what? No, that was a real uh big highlight. 
you know, we we didn't put out an episode last week because, you know, we had stuff to get together for the holiday and everything. And um, I'm just learning, you know, I'm still learning so much about myself. So even in the preparation for Christmas dinner, which I'm glad I had. And, um, you know, my week really was the shit all the way around. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm going to work. I'm leaving on time. Mm-hmm. You know, I was invited to someone's uh, event for New Year's Eve and I'm going to go. Good. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I'm getting I'm I'm, I'm doing it up. What's Good. up with you? How was your week? My week was the shit as well. I, you know, I love um, the holidays. So even though every year it gets harder and harder with people that we're losing, mm-hmm. you know, I lost my grandpa on, on Christmas Eve. And so it's never really like the greatest time, but just thinking about the memories of the people and telling stories and laughing about what they brought to our lives, you know, that can definitely make a big difference. And so because of those things, and then, you know, how I am with the family, I love getting with the, with the family, you know, it's family over everything. And so Mm -hmm. that's why I really like the holidays, even though we get together all the time, it's nothing like the holidays. And I really love, we talked about it, our traditions, you know, mm-hmm. I really, I really enjoy um, when we get together and we just have fun with each other, the mm-hmm. singing and the dancing. And, you know, I always love the food, so you can never go too wrong with that. And uh, so prepare. Oh, did you get holidays. some? Did you get some ambrosia? I did not get ambrosia. <laughs> I passed out ambrosia, however. Um, we, we talked about this on our Instagram story. So ambrosia is um, a family tradition that dates way, 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 way back. It was one of my great grandmother's favorite desserts. (laughs) And for you out there in the podcast land who might not know what ambrosia is, ambrosia is, I still don't even know. And it's like marshmallow and whipped cream and fruit cocktail and coconut. And nuts or something. And nuts. Yeah, I don't. And I never grapes. heard of nobody putting nuts. It's just in the fruit cocktail. First of all, it's it's just a, a lot of stuff in stuff that looks like stuff, stuff. that I'm good with, <laughs> and that's just how I feel about it, ambrosia. But everybody did take a spoonful, with the exception of me and maybe one other person. Um, for your brother. Right. Well, me and my brother are alike, honey. We listen. We we all took a spoonful in honor of my great grandmother. Um, yeah. My aunt decided this year of all right. years, even though we have not had ambrosia for the past forever. Yes, that's seven thirty eight Berkeley Street. Exactly. And so, <laughs> since we have not had ambrosia since then, my aunt had this bright idea to 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 make it. This year, and while it was a lovely gesture, um, it was still half a pan or more left at the mm-hmm. end of Christmas. Other than the ambrosia debacle, my week was the shit. It really was. It was a good time. I'm, you know, the holidays they come and they go so fast, so it's bittersweet. Mm-hmm. But we really had a good time. And so, thanks, Bib, for hosting Christmas dinner. It was my pleasure. We did so, you a favor. You did. Yes, because you got to get stuff together in your house. You probably probably would have put off for a little bit of time. That I've been putting off forever. It was like the best spring cleaning ever. Exactly. 
places that people Ooh. wasn't even going to be. And I was like, no, let me get rid of this right now. Let me get this. Let me get this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it, it yeah. was beneficial. So what are we talking about this week, Maya? So this week, you know, it's the end of the year. So we are doing the 2018 shit list. It's the mm-hmm. We Did That Shit podcast year in review. Podcast okay. airs is going to be December 31st. I really hope everybody finished strong. I really hope, you know, even I even applied that podcast to my own self. Me too. I, look, I looked at things that I wanted to accomplish and I did. I cleaned the house. I cleaned my basement. You know, I started knocking. You know, there was still a lot of things I could I could get done before. the, And I still have a couple days. Mm-hmm. You know, I did like maybe three or four squats the other day. Mm. Ouch. Hey. That unicarrier. <laughs> you going to get past that, huh? I'm going to push past, okay? You know, I'm telling you. So I hope everybody is ending their year strong. But yeah, we got a shit list. A lot of shit happened in 2018, but a lot of shit, more importantly, happened uh, on We Did That Shit podcast. So let's just run down some stuff that's on our shit list. All right. Well, number one, we started the podcast. Now, now that don't deserve a whoop whoop. I don't know what this whoop, is. A whoop, whoop. Whoop. <laughs> whoop, whoop. That was by far the biggest thing that happened on We Did That Shit uh, podcast in 2018 we actually started the podcast and i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna be honest i really didn't know not that i you know because we're not failures it's just not who we are Mm -hmm. but i am a little surprised that we've kept it up the whole year i'm pleasantly surprised i'm pleasantly surprised as well i will say that a part of me is a little surprised as well and i feel like it definitely has to do with not because we're failures but also i think that the podcast started out as a fun venture Mm -hmm. you know it was like oh this will be fun you know but over time it has taken on the life of Oh, we're going to do this shit. Exactly. (laughs) You know, (laughs) and we started, not that we didn't even take the podcast serious when we first began, but I think that over time when we realized like we could turn this into something, Something, it's something enjoyable, it's Mm -hmm. an outlet. And we actually had people listening to us. It turned into, it took on a life of its own in the sense of it's serious, but still fun. But still fun, right? Yeah. Because in the beginning, we thought it was funny. We would laugh. I mean, we would laugh for hours before mm-hmm. the podcast, during the podcast, after the podcast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, but now, yeah, I just think we see it in a different light. And the commitment, like the time we put in and what we've learned, friends we've made, you know, just all kinds of stuff. Like, look at us. Yes, it has exposed us to a lot of good people, you know, in other podcasters and with listeners interacting with us. And so 2018 has been good to, we did that shit podcast and we can't wait to see what else it brings. What else we got on our shit list? We raised awareness. Now I'm especially proud of this. So we raised awareness. We've had, um, episodes about autism awareness, HIV 101, gentrification, desensitization, and self-care with some other things, of course, but those topics were um, really pertinent to our community. 
Mm-hmm. We got a lot of uh, feedback from listeners from those episodes. We had parents reach out to us after the autism awareness episode. Mm-hmm. And we had our first guest on yes. the show. Shout out to you, Dave. Hey, Dave. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Terry was also on the show yeah. talking about her experiences. So we had a a young child. Yep. Uh, Dave's baby was still young. Um, even though my son was diagnosed young, he's 24 now. And then Terry's daughter, who's a teenager now, and she was diagnosed later. Exactly. So we had all three of those experiences during the month of April, which is Autism Awareness Month. I was they, really I, proud of, I don't mean to cut you off, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was really, really proud of our HIV 101 yeah. episode because... You know, and you you experience that every day in the line mm-hmm. of work that you do. People think that HIV is over, especially with more people living longer. It's not like it was in the 80s where people were dying, um, you know, early on when they got diagnosed. And because of that, it's just like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's not an epidemic anymore. It It's not uh, around. And so with us raising awareness on what HIV actually was, that it still is around, I was really proud of that. And during that episode and the episode that followed when we did a follow-up to it, we got a lot of DMs um, asking us questions about HIV. I mean, from people saying, hey, I didn't know HIV was still alive and well, to mm-hmm. even people saying, how do I have a conversation with my partner about getting tested for HIV? Right. And so I was really proud of that. Right. And the DM, I just want to say that that was the first time my DMs was popping. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> right. Nobody sliding into them. When you got somebody sliding into them saying, hey, how do I have this conversation? And I'll be honest with you, I felt smart. And this is the reason being. <laughs> I was giving people advice like, no, this is what you do. You do this, this, and this when you want to have the tough conversations on how to bring it back or when you want to introduce condoms back into your relationship. You know, I really felt like, hey, you know some stuff. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And you're helping somebody. And um, a lot of times, you know, we're going to get more into uh, those type issues, Mm -hmm. negotiating safer behaviors and things like that. But um, the gentrification episode, you know, people are concerned, black people are concerned about their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And um, they should be. They, sh- they really should be. And shortly after that, there was a recording that came out with, what's her name? They got the doctorate, de- Roxanne Chante. Mm-hmm. They got the doctorate degree, but she never moved out of her neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And she's talking more about how to stop gentrification. If you want, you know, you can achieve things, but you don't have to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, it's up to the people who live there to maintain the culture of the neighborhood. So that was really good desensitization because that is what they're trying to do to us. Seem like everything is okay. And um, so and at the end of the day, it's just what we experience on a daily basis, you know, growing up where we grew up. And I, I wanted to really say on the podcast, we when we talked about topics like that, like you say, it spoke to what we go through. Um, me and you, you know, based off of where mm-hmm. we grew up and uh, the things that we've seen in our life, you know, we talk about that in the beginning of our intro, what we learn from shit and how right. we got through some shit. And like you said, self-care, self-care. Yeah. I mean, I needed to hear that episode. I need to listen to that episode today. I'm still not practicing self-care. It's the year in review. So hopefully 2019, my self-care will get a little bit better. So number three, Black Panther. 
Wakanda forever. Yes. Oh my goodness. Black Panther was huge in 2018. So huge, in fact, that we had a whole episode dedicated to it. It was. And, um, you know, I am not a a big Marvel fan mm-hmm. or but it's something it was just something about how Black Panther united our community at large, mm-hmm. our, our global community, our national community, how uh, we got dressed to go mm-hmm. to the movies, how we were so proud, how it portrayed us in our true light. Mm-hmm. Because we really are kings and queens. We really are leaders and rulers. You know, what it did for a community and for that time period, we were together. Yes. We were accepting. We were talking to each other. We were like, hey, you, Wakanda forever or whatever mm-hmm. gesture you were doing, you know, it, it brought us together for some time. And those feelings, those experiences uh, with your fellow man of color of color are wonderful experiences mm-hmm. yeah yeah i agree and i hope that we can have more experiences just like that um outside of just a movie but if it took a movie for that to happen then bring on more movies like that Absolutely. and so you know uh it was one of the highest grossing movies of all time Right. Grossing over a billion, billion dollars. dollars. Yeah. And for an uh, all-black cast movie to gross over a billion dollars, it just shows, like you said, who we are as a people and that we should never forget that. Don't forget, if you took nothing from 2018 from We Did That Shit, do not forget that black culture dictates culture. Exactly. It dictates culture not black culture it dictates culture and so black panther showed that and so yeah bravo to the cast of black panther i hope they mm-hmm. dominate in the 2019 award season but even if they don't they got our award they got right was awards and so that that's all that matters number four living while black <laughs> oh my goodness that dominated 2018. Well, it dominates life every day, but we saw more and more instances of it in 2018. I mean, what were some of the things that you can't do while black? Besides, I mean, swimming while black, shopping while black, being home while black, going home while black, being at a hotel while black, barbecuing while black, driving while black, talking, breathing, shopping, not shopping. Yeah, we can't can't do do anything. Brown bodies. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And it's not even 2018 is not even over. And we have more things coming out while black. You know, it's 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 just ridiculous. All of the things that we saw, and like we said, it's been going on forever, but in 2018, where you have more people videotaping these instances and exposing these people. And what I love the most about this, I mean, I, I hate that it goes on, but what I do love the most about these instances is that we're exposing these people. They're getting fired from their jobs. You know, yeah. they're losing um money, they're losing time, they're losing effort, and they're losing energy in their lives because of these instances. And so while you're out there and you think, oh, I'm going to do this because I have white privilege and, you know, I need you to tell me who you are coming into your building where you pay rent or not getting murdered while you come home or not being able to swim in the pool where you pay rent or not being able to breathe because you are a person of color, you know, just know that moving forward, you will be exposed 
because of that. And you'll be losing things as well. So, you know, the FBI put out a report saying that since Donald Trump has been in office, the hate crimes have risen 17 percent. I believe it. Donald mm-hmm. Trump, you know, we said this on a past episode when we talked about George Bush dying. And I said, mm-hmm. Donald Trump is so bad that you look at other races like, oh, you know what? They ain't that bad. And it's it's sickening that crime, that wild black, that all of these things are happening while this man is in office. And the sad thing about it is because you have these people coming out and exposing their true selves being white supremacists, it'll continue even after this man is out of office. So number five, the record-breaking election. Huge. More women first. Uh, The highest money-raising election, even higher than a presidential election, because Mm -hmm. usually presidential elections garner the most money. Mm -hmm. But even though this was not a presidential election, it was a midterm election, They raised more money for these campaigns than any election in history. There were more firsts uh, than any other election. First openly gay governor, the most number of minorities running for the election, most uh, number of women running, and the most number of women who got elected. Mm -hmm. That's right. So Mm -hmm. it was a a record-breaking election. This, um, I'm glad we looked into it. And studied it because it will definitely increase my Jeopardy score. You know what I mean? I got I know these names, and it really speaks to where our country is going. You know, and this millennial, this Ocasio. Oh, she has them shaking in their boots, I mean, honey. She is already like seven seconds in, and she every day it is something coming out about this woman. Yes. every day someone is calling her a name. Every mm-hmm. day someone is exposing themselves. Every day someone is threatened, and that's the biggest thing. They're threatened by this girl. Mm-hmm. You know, she hasn't even gotten to work yet. In it, right. Exactly. Now you got a government shutdown. She hasn't even really truly got to work. So I can't wait to see what 2019 brings. And I hope that people get out there and continue to vote. We talked about voting a lot this year on uh, our podcast. And we'll continue to talk about it because exercise your right. It is your God-given right to go out there and elect these people. Do not forget. So number six. Consumer affairs. This is very important to me. And I just don't understand why we don't use the power that we have to make a difference in things. Do you see what was that movie on Netflix this weekend? Bird Box? Yes. See how big it was? Just that fast. You know what I mean? We can, if we use that same momentum against these companies who blatantly you know, show disrespect and discard our dollar, you know, and our people, we could affect change. So Dove, you called me dirty. I'm mm. out. I use a vino. H&M, no. You called I, me a monkey. You called me a monkey. Starbucks, come on now. Even though I will, I will say, and I, I said it then and I still hold to it, Starbucks as a company had the best response mm-hmm. to the incident that still to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, Target, 
It's high as hell anyway. They like Chick-fil-A like we talked last week. I, mean, I can't stay away from Chick-fil-A. However, the Mills is going up and Target is the same way. It's a dollar fifty more than Walmart, FYI. But go ahead. Right. And I've added Walgreens to the list. Wal I will never walk in I I will never shop at Walgreens go. And this is gonna be difficult because in my job, we mm-hmm. use specialty pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Walgreens comes and they advertise and they host things and stuff like that. And I don't care because, you know, Walgreens in California have armed guards. One of their armed guards shot an unarmed black man in the back of the head and wouldn't even call 911. Mm-hmm. Just had him laying on the ground for all yeah, people yeah. to see. What was the reason behind them saying that they even shot him in the first place? Because Other than thought, wild black. Yeah, but they thought he was going to be stealing. And also about com- consumer affairs, we talked about health care mm-hmm. and open enrollment and the importance of getting medical coverage, mm-hmm. if you can. So, you know, those things are really important for us as a community. And I'm kind of proud that we brought those things to light. Number seven, your girl. Not Beachella. Beachella. Well, you know, listen... <laughs> In 2018, Beyonce brought it per usual. I don't understand how nobody likes not likes Beyonce. I just don't. You could say she's not the greatest singer, but that girl is doing it up. And Beachella was huge. You know, she dropped them babies, got that body back together. It wasn't even that she got the body back together. She got the breathing back together to go out there and perform. She was the first woman, the first black woman to headline Mm -hmm. uh, Coachella. So that was huge within itself, especially after she was due to headline Coachella. But then she decided, no, I'm going to have twins. I'll Mm -hmm. be back next year. Y'all wait on me. We did. We did. We waited on you, girl. And you ain't disappoint. She had an old two... HBCUs, yes, that was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that people give Beyonce enough credit. I don't think people give Beyonce enough credit, not for who she is as a performer, but for all of the things that she does in the black community. She she gave an ode to HBCUs at the Super Bowl, which was one of the biggest platforms. She gave an ode to the Black Panther Party. Mm -hmm. She does so much in the community in the black community gives away so much money that's just not publicized you know what i'm saying but she does she has given to hospitals in houston she's opened up domestic violence centers in houston you know that's her hometown that's where she supports right so i just don't think that people give beyonce enough credit for that but b chella you killed you killed killed it you killed beyonce she killed it and i am not in 2018 it not was. And I'm not a I'm not I'm not gonna say that I'm not a fan. Yeah, yeah but you're not a stan. I'm not in the beehive, right? Yeah, I, I'm in the beehive. I'm not in the beehive, but she did kill Coachella. Some people out there learning the routines and putting it on YouTube and all that kind of, I even like that stuff. I mean they was doing it up. Like she, you know, she, and she presents a movement. I'm telling you. Exactly. Like, and that's what I'm about to say. Any black woman who gives young black girls and women something to aspire to you know mm-hmm. i'm all for it yeah. shout out go, beyonce, go beyonce. i'll be at your next show you keep getting my money um <laughs> and i'll be there at the next one even right. if you're performing the same song so drop a new album boo i'll, I'll be there if you're an essence <laughs> number eight the royal wedding 
You know what? When we was trying to come up with our shit list, I wasn't too thrilled for the royal wedding to be on there because I was like, well, what the hell are we talking about that for? Because but, a black person in the royal family. It's big. It's a big deal. I mean, I mean, it's we a have big deal. African kings and queens. We do. But we are permeating the white royal family. It's big. You know how I feel about Meghan Markle, but yes, it's big. Well, I mean, yeah, and the white daddy was acting like a butt wipe and got himself uninvited. I guess he thought it wasn't going to happen to him because he was white and he was right. Mm-hmm. And her brown, beautiful mama was at the wedding, in the car, you know, riding with her, going to, just doing it up with her brown face. Yeah, royalty. That's like we are. royalty. The only thing that I really liked about the royal wedding was not that Meghan Markle was, you know, a black person in the, what are they called? The royals? The royals, right. Yeah, not not that, but I like Harry. You know, Harry me reminds <laughs> me a lot of Princess Diana, and I liked her because she was, like, for the people. Now, whether it was her people, uh, our people, or it was people. She was for the people, and that's what I like, and that's what I like about Harry. And we recently found out that our cousin uh, yes. served with Harry. Right. And after he told us the stories of how down to earth he was and mm-hmm. how he really was serving, you know, willing to risk his life, that right. that made me like him even more. So, but good for her. Good right. for us, you know, getting into the royal family and hopefully they had some brown babies. They won't. But Let me tell you something. They I already said babies. I want a brown baby with red hair. That's what but I they're want. They're not going to have no brown babies. She, I'm shooting she's, for. She's biracial. And it doesn't white. matter. Oh. It doesn't matter. That baby can. I want a brown baby with red hair. That's what I want. They, they have a brown baby with red hair. It's going to remind me of on life when he was holding up that baby next to all of the people. <laughs> That's what it's going to remind me of. So I'll be waiting on that one too. But congratulations to her. All right. We're at number nine. It's our boy, 12 Kyle, the 12 Kyle podcast. Woo, woo. Woo, woo. Shout out. It was our first collaboration. Yes. How do we even do? How do we beat 12? You know, the funny thing about 12 Kyle is we started, he calls us like podcast cousins, right? And I feel the same exact way. He's like our podcast cousin. But I don't know. It's not like we knew him. I was scrolling through. I was just scrolling through Twitter, uh, waiting for the plane. And I get this tweet like, oh, I can't believe he had hairy knuckles and all Mm. this and so i couldn't believe it either oh my god responding back just like you respond back to people on twitter like yeah right blahzy blah you know whatever and it was 12 kyle and so i remember calling you and i was all excited like yeah girl somebody is listening to our podcast that we don't know (laughs) and you was like oh how you know i said because he's talking to me on twitter (laughs) and literally he was the first person who had commented on the podcast outside of a person People we know actually right, knew. right, and so I thought that was so neat. I was like, I don't even know how he started listening to the damn podcast, but thanks. Right. And ever since then, he has listened yeah. to our podcast, he has shown support for us and we for him. He has truly been a big one of our number one yeah. fans, right. and we want to say thank you so much because it. 
gives us a lot of confidence that somebody else other than who we know right is enjoying the show and, and plus Paul Powell has so much more experience you know so it's nice that someone who's been around longer who he had a radio show he has a blog and he has a podcast so he's more he's a little more versatile than we are a little more experienced than we are and really and still took an interest so that was it was pretty cool yes and he became our first collaboration and not our last and we can't wait to bring another episode with 12 kyle on our platform uh in 2019 yes that was huge we already have a topic too did you know that yes i do yeah. That was huge for We Did That Shit podcast. Um, and so, 12 Kyle, I know you're listening to this. You made it to our shit list, honey. Yeah, shout out to you, boo. Number 10. This is the last one on our shit list. This is it for 2018. I can't believe it. When who did some shit goes long. Who did some shit goes long sometimes. It does. You know, sometimes we have to really delve into the, get to the root of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we don't agree. A lot of know? times, and so and a lot of times we do. Yeah, sometimes our roots are different roots, but it's important to get to it because when you have a general understanding, now even if you don't agree, when you have a general understanding and you can look at something from a different view, it shows you how to adapt to situation. It, it teaches you how to adapt to situations so that you can move on. Mm-hmm. And so that's why a lot sometimes who did some shit has to go long because you can't leave some things hanging. Now, we get a lot of feedback about when who did some shit goes long. Some people say, oh, I thought you were going to, you know, play it out. Like some people want more, more, more. Mm-hmm. And some people be like, I mean, are you ever going to get to the topic? And I'm like, yeah, I, sometimes I think certain things I'm like yeah I had enough but you still have something to say and you this is your platform you can still say what you have to say and yeah so what do you think about people who think have opinions when who did some shit goes long well what I will say about this show is is this since it is our year in review our show we do try to make it topic based You know, every week we have a topic that we want to get to and all the time we don't get to them. Sometimes we don't spend a lot of uh, time on the topic, but when who did some shit goes long, it really just speaks to what a podcast is. The podcast was started. Like we said, it was something fun that we wanted to do. I always should have been doing something in, you know, this platform. And here we are. Podcasts really are what you make it. You start out with something and it turns into something else. And every week it really changes, even when you try to stick to it. I will say that I agree with you in sometimes you got to give the background and that just goes a little bit long. But we hope that even if it goes long, that you enjoy that as well as some of the topics that we have talked about. If you feel like you want to be, if you feel like you only tune in for the topic, this week might not be the week for you. If you feel like you tune in only for the topic, you can fast forward to the topic. I mean, I just feel like when you ask me, what do I feel like when who did some shit goes wrong? I just feel like that's what a podcast is. It's what you make it. And sometimes it goes wrong. Sometimes it doesn't. But at the end of it, we hope nonetheless that you enjoy. We did that shit.
Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. And I also want to point this out that you and I have our experiences, you mm-hmm. know, and when we talk about things that are going on, especially in the who did some shit portion of the show, our opinions, our feelings are mostly based on our experiences. Mm-hmm. So some some things we've experienced similarly mm-hmm. because one, we're family, two, we're around about the same age. Three, we're from the same area. Mm-hmm. So some things we have are similar, but all things are not similar. Mm-hmm. However, we are accessible. So I think, you know, everyone is just like we started a podcast and, you know, these are our opinions. You know, they are our opinions, but I also hope that we are helping someone. I do too. It's, it's important for me. To feel like I'm helping someone. You are not the only person who has been in your situation. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a way out of your situation. There's help for your situation. You know, things like that. We, But I feel like we are accessible. So if more than you saying, oh, well, that was too long. Or, oh, this was, you know, you can communicate. If you have follow-up questions you want to ask, we're on social media. We always give an email address. A lot of people who listen, some know us. You can call, text, mm-hmm. you know, stop us on the street, whatever. You know, so it's not, we're accessible. And we discuss those things, like the feedback we got from other shows. When we feel like they're pertinent or, you know, you want to keep going at it, that's fine. You're never going to please all the people. That's what it boils down to. Now, I want to ask you a question before we wrap this thing up for 2018. What have you learned from doing a podcast? I've learned that discipline, not desire, is the key. Mm-hmm. You know, you can want something. You can desire to have something. You can desire to do something. But until you apply the discipline, it's not going to get done. And, and that is really true uh, for the podcast. I also learned that you can love someone and disagree with them often. And it's okay. I learned that like people have like experiences and a lot of people don't want to talk about it. But when they feel that something is relative to them, they're better when they hear about it. So those are the things that I learned from doing a podcast. Oh, and I, and I learned that I want to continue. And that's the most important thing. (laughs) Um, what I learned from doing a podcast is two things. One support means everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It really showed me that I support a lot of people. Mm. And while I never thought that support for me was that important, it really truly is. Mm. And it's not just because I want people to listen to the show. It's just that you want people to be as supportive as you are. Let me tell you something. You know how I feel about that. But like I always say, you can't put your expectations Mm -mm. other Mm -mm. people Mm -mm. would do. That's how Mm -hmm. I feel. That's Mm-mm. how I feel. It's what I learned. Mm-mm. The next thing that I learned from a pod, from doing the podcast is I am okay with me. Right. I'm okay with my opinions. I'm okay with what I put out there about myself. 
I am okay with me. I am not a people pleaser. I'm not trying to be a people pleaser. (laughs) The podcast has taught me that what I want is okay. Mm -hmm. And I, this is for Maya, don't want to change for anyone. I'm okay with me. And we talk about uh, self-esteem a lot in the show. My self-esteem is through the roof as far as that is concerned. I'm all right with me. My thoughts are my thoughts. They're going to be my thoughts. And I'm and I'm not trying to change them. Now, while I can see other people's point of view, I must still think how I want to think. And that's what the podcast has taught me. 2018 was really eye-opening for me in starting We Did That Shit podcast. But we hope that you have gain something by listening to the podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed the topics and the information that we have put out there. As far as the podcast is concerned, we plan to just get bigger and better in what we want to accomplish with the podcast for 2019. And we did that shit. We did. And we have some great topics coming up in 2019. We do. Mm, I'm, I'm excited to it. And I will say this in closing. I am happy to be doing this and being on this journey with you. Oh, I love you, Maya. You were supposed to save that for the end of the show. But we're going to go ahead and get on <laughs> out of here. We, again, hope that you have enjoyed uh, the year in review. We just wanted to go over, like we said, just some shit that was on our list for 2018. Remember that you can follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. Always remember you can follow me on my personal Twitter. It's MyMy13. That's M-Y-M-Y-1-3. And I'm at Amina. That's B-I-B-B-I-A-M-I-N-A. And we'll be here same time in 2019. Happy New Year. Remember, discipline, not desire, determines your destiny. Do that shit. I love you, Maya. I love you, Maya. I love you, too. You you could have said I love you for me. Well, that's not the way that the end of the show goes. (laughs) I will be editing this part out. Don't edit out. (laughs) This is... This is real shit.